as we gaze on the cross on this Good Friday, what do you see? John's Gospel takes us through the story, step by painful step. Betrayal, arrest, interrogation by the high priest, then a trial before Pilate, the governor who embodied the oppressive Roman Empire. The crowd demanding blood, crucify him, crucify him. Torture and humiliation, a crown of thorns and a purple cloak, the mocking voices of the soldiers. Execution the light of the world nailed to a tree. Burial. Sweet smelling spices. Salve on a bloody body. Each year we gaze upon the cross pondering its meaning in light of our stories of the year just past. Stories of living and dying, of sorrow and suffering, healing and hope. For nearly 2,000 years, Christians have been coming to the cross, retelling the awful story and contemplating its significance. Isaiah has offered one lens with which to interpret the crucifixion. This song extolling the suffering servant seems to be an apt reference to Jesus' suffering and death, even though that was not its original context in the story of the people of Israel. He was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities, Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. One person suffering for the misdeeds of others suggests vicarious suffering, an interpretation of the crucifixion that many Christians have held and taught. To put it bluntly, God sent Jesus to die for our sins. 
Or is that what God did? Is the God we worship and adore a God who requires blood sacrifice? Human sacrifice? The sacrifice of God's own beloved? Womanist scholar Dolores Williams points out that vicarious suffering is often used by powerful people as a tool of manipulation and oppression. As Old Testament scholar Brennan Breed explains, Christians have often determined that the Jewish community must suffer. Christian men have often decided that women must suffer. White Christians have often proclaimed the necessity of black suffering or immigrant suffering or non-Christian suffering as a way to deny our own responsibility and culpability for the suffering in the world. So another way to understand the cross is to see it as God's choice to enter into solidarity with those who are oppressed. Theologian James Cone says it this way, God in Christ became the suffering servant and thus took the humiliation and suffering of the oppressed into God's own history. Jesus gives up his body to be crucified. Though we do not hear it in tonight's story, we know that this is not the last word. That after the suffering and the dying and the tomb, resurrection will come. Tonight, as we stand at the cross, we have new lenses with which to see the oppression and injustices of our world. The pandemic has affected all of us. And people of color have experienced higher rates of infection, hospitalization, and death for a complex set of reasons. Inequities in access to health care. Gaps in education, income, and wealth. Disparities in housing and more. With the trial this week of Derek Chauvin, the police officer who knelt on the neck of George Floyd for nine and a half minutes, squeezing the life out of him, we are reliving the horror of his death. We may also be remembering other names. Breonna Taylor, 
Rayshard Brooks, Ahmad Arbery, to name just a few people of color killed without provocation. The recent murders of eight people in Atlanta, six of them women of Asian descent, highlighted violence against Asians and Asian Americans. Through it all, the ugliness of white supremacy is manifest. As we gaze at the cross today, perhaps we can see Jesus's face in the victims of injustice and oppression today. Perhaps we can also be stirred to recognize how we are complicit in those systems. The story begins with betrayal. Judas, who just a few hours earlier had shared a meal as part of Jesus's closest circle of followers. Judas, betraying Jesus to the authorities. Have you ever betrayed someone you love? Peter responds to Jesus's arrest with violence, pulling out his sword and cutting off the ear of one of the guards. Have you ever responded to injustice with violence? Later, Peter hovers at the edge of the crowd and he denies knowing Jesus. Not once, not twice, but three times. Despite his promise a few hours earlier that he would lay down his life for Jesus. Have you ever taken the easy way out? Avoiding responsibility? The crowds who welcomed Jesus in a triumphal procession just a few days earlier, the crowds now reject Jesus and call for his crucifixion. Have you ever joined the crowd? rather than stand against injustice? The horrific death of Jesus on the cross calls us to account for our participation in the world's systems of injustice and oppression, even as it also assures us of God's abiding love with each and every victim of oppression and with each of us in our suffering and sorrow.
as you gaze on the cross on this night? What do you see? May Jesus open our eyes to his love for the world and lead us into new life.